Artist Backstage Dance, the podcast celebrating the unsung influences of the dance world. Hello listeners, welcome to Backstage Dance, a podcast that celebrates the unsung influences of the dance world. So, today, we're going to focus on social dance. In fact, we're going to look at Ciroc, but... Before we do that, I would like you, the listener, to think about something. I'd like you to think about something that you were trying to learn and you found it quite difficult and you couldn't quite get it. Didn't matter who said it, it wasn't quite sticking. Maybe it was something at school, maybe it was something at work, maybe it was something that a friend was telling you. It just didn't seem to go in. However, there was one person that tried to explain the same thing. But the way they explained it, the way they moved, the way they reiterated it and repeated it, and all of a sudden, you get it. It stuck. Tim Sant, head of the dance department at Ciroc, is one of these people. Now, he's agreed to join us on this podcast today. And he's going to tell us about his experiences of teaching. He's going to be telling us about his experience in education in dance. And he's going to be telling us about how he can help people to learn dance really quickly. So, without further delay, let's see if we can get him on the line. Right. Let me see if I can dial this number. Here we go. Oh, Tim. Oh, mate, it's so good to hear your voice. How are you doing? You good? <laughs> How are you? Mate, I'm good. How you been coping with lockdown, man? Oh, mate, well, where do I even start? It's been a, it's been a bit of a trauma, to be honest. Um, just having no dancing has been a bit of a, a life change, to be honest. Oh, mate, it's, it's funny, isn't it, how, how we rely on this as, 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 as part of our... Our, our profession and then we, we we have to stop anyway look i know you focus and you specialize in ciroc okay you um yes. you had a great as i said training at roehampton and also at um at, at exeter but if you could explain because a lot of people really got into ciroc could you just explain basically what it is because there's a lot of listeners that i you know that, that i'm anticipating you know haven't tried it yet and i think it's really great if if we can get a bit of an idea of what exactly the style of dance is. Yeah, of course. I mean, the style, the style of dance itself is quite ambiguous, really. Um, Ciroc, Ciroc in itself isn't a style of dance. Ciroc is just the brand name of the, the nights that we host. Uh, and what categorises them, I suppose, is um, their, their partner dance classes. Uh, so as you come along, you can come with a group of friends, you can come with a partner, or you can come on your own. Uh, and everyone basically gets to meet and socialise with other people in the venue. And when the class starts, everyone gets into rows. You start learning movement, and then you rotate round. So you get to dance with pretty much every different person in the room. Uh, and because we are quite, I like, I like to refer to rock as like the magpie of dances, because it kind of looks around all the other different styles of partner dancing and takes the bits that it likes. So it'll steal moves, it'll steal rhythms, it'll steal styling tips, technique tips from a wealth of other different styles of dance. Uh, and it comes together in this uh, kind of mixing pot of of, um, of a style. And what 
what the, the key USP for Ciroc is, um, is that it's easy to learn. So people who have never, ever danced before can come along for their first night and pick it up straight away. So we don't have complex rhythms. We don't have complex footwork. We try and remove those barriers that non-dancers may fear uh, when it comes to coming along to a dance class. And we make it just really accessible for, for everyone to pick up and learn on their first night. Wow, this is really interesting. So basically, it's a bit of a kind of a mishmash of different partnering styles. Yes, that's correct. How how did it start? Um, well, it, it, the, 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 the style of dance kind of originated in France um, when the American GIs were over and they were they were basically swing dancing um, in uh, in nightclubs. Um, that's how uh, that's how it began, and there, there was there was no rules to it other than the fact that the men led and the ladies followed. So basically, you'd ask a partner to dance, you'd get out on the dance floor, and then what happened would be pure improvisation, uh, but with that kind of call and response, lead and follow. Uh, one person initiates the movements, the other person reads the movements and, and, and responds to it. Um, so and and that's where it was kind of categorised as French jive. So you, you probably hear it referred to as French jive sometimes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what Ciroc is, uh, Ciroc's actually a, a, a British creation. Uh, James and Janie Cronin um, founded it. They basically took this dance style that was purely improvised and, uh, and purely created in the moment between, between a, a, a lead and a follow, uh, and they codified it. So they said, right, let's, let's take this thing that happens um, off the cuff and let's give the movements names uh, and let's give the movements rules and regulations and actually... By codifying it, it enabled them to, to teach it uh, and for people to actually pick up and learn it as opposed to just leaving it to, to chance, I suppose, which is what used to happen. Oh, my goodness. So, basically, it happened by accident. Uh, almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the dance... I mean, obviously, there, was, there were so many different dance styles around that were, were, were already influencing the, the, the part of the dance scene. So you had blues, you had Lindy, uh, you had Swing, you had Charleston, all of these different styles that, that, that go back to the 20s, really. Um, they all have different rhythms, they all have different aesthetics, they're all danced to different styles of music, but they're all linked with this notion of lead and follow, of call and response. There's someone who initiates, there's someone who responds, um, and that's... Uh, and that's how, when you see these dances performed online or on videos, quite often they are performance dances, so they're choreographed. Uh, but the, the, the pure roots of these dances is, is that they're not choreographed. The, the follower, as it were, in the partnership, doesn't know what's coming up next. And it's down to the clarity and the skills of the lead to, to lead these impressive movements, but to make sure that they are readable uh, and respondable by the other person. Because it doesn't matter how good you are as a, as a dancer, if you're other, if your partner's not dancing with you, you're both failing, to be honest. <laughs> so it's, it, it, that, that's the beauty of this dance, is it's so much it, so much embedded in communication and there's so much embedded in how you help and assist each other to look good. Oh, my goodness. So basically, if a beginner came to this class, for example, because it sounds absolute fun, it sounds really interesting <laughs> and, and accessible, but I can imagine that you've seen some very interesting experiences with partners who have just tried it before i mean obviously you know that dance can be can can be, can be quite intimidating but but how 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 do people respond to things when they when they, when they haven't actually tried them in, in the first place i mean you must have experienced quite a lot of interesting situations <laughs> yeah it's it's 
I mean, the, the whole the whole night itself is it's, it's quite alien for me to speak about this because dance is, is has been embedded in my life for so long, uh, and I think as as dancers as well uh, as a breed of people, we're very tactile. We're very used to touching other people and it, and it not being uh, odd or offensive Absolutely. or sexualized. It's just it's just something that we do. We're Absolutely, used to working with bodies. Yes, um, and people who haven't had that experience, it can be intimidating. They can feel a bit weird offering their hands and, 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 and holding someone's hands for extended periods of time that they've never met before. So what we what we try and do on people's first night is, is actually not give them not give them a chance to think or reflect on what they're doing. Um, they, they come into the venue. Inevitably I think nine out of ten people who come to our classes for the first time actually don't want to be there. <laughs> they've either they've either promised themselves that they're gonna learn a new skill but they've turned up and gone, oh God, what am I doing here? I don't want to and, be here. And, and just that, been, just that curiosity, do these people tend to stand at the back and things like that and looking yeah, quite, oh. absolutely, they're stuck oh, at the back. Oh. Um, you get husbands that are dragged along by their wives, you get wives <laughs> dragged along by their husbands. How brilliant. You, get group, you, you can see groups of friends where four of them are well up for it, but there's one person in there who's just wishing the ground would open up and swallow them whole. Um, <laughs> but we, we don't give them a chance to think. They, they walk through the door, um, you meet the teacher, you meet the, the helper dancers. We have people called taxi dancers who are essentially experienced dancers who are there exclusively for the beginners to answer questions and mm. go through the moves so that their, their, their hand is kind of held from the start but the second you walk in it's right let's get on the floor there you go hold that person's hand and then the music's on and you're learning the basic step straight away which is very accessible it's essentially stepping back and, and stepping forwards bringing your feet side by side again yeah um and as people are doing this we're saying look don't don't try and style this up don't add any glitz and glamour it's walking take it take it take a walking step back take a walking step forwards that's it now do it to the rhythm and you're dancing and you, you can see people that they're, they're not even aware of the fact that they're doing it oh <laughs> by, my by the time that they're doing it yeah and this is stealth teaching up, you know, yeah right, into move number one let's go and, and, and the speed of it and the energy of it doesn't give people a chance to feel fearful um, <laughs> wow. and, and, our, and our guarantee is that after after your first 40 minute clash you can dance to a whole song because you have you have three movements that work on rotation and, and, and we always uphold that guarantee people are dancing and, and they're, they're kind of just dumbfounded that they've They've, they've made this achievement without even knowing they have. <laughs> this is brilliant. I mean, Tim. I mean, this is this is social dance. Um, this is social dance, and I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at your your background and your training and and, and where you've been. It's very technical. Your past. How did you get into this? Um, well, Ciroc actually started my passion in dance. I, I went along to a Ciroc class when I was 14. Ah. Um, my, my mum's my friend took me along. She, she met her husband there, and it was, it was a big part of their lives. And they were like, Tim, you'll love this. Come, come, come and try it. And I did. I fell in love with it. I was, all I wanted to do was, was acting at the time. Um, but when I started Ciroc, I was like, oh, I want to do dance now. And that's when I took it up at school and college and subsequently university. Um, and it, it didn't really – the two things didn't dovetail because as you said I was learning technical solo styles mm -hmm. um, kind of quite vigorous training and then alongside of it this was this was my release it was my social it was my fun it was my, my playful side right. um, came out in Ciroc but the two more recently have kind of glued together because since I started managing the dance department for Ciroc um, there's been a lot of um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for um more educational decisions, I guess, to mm -hmm. be made with regards to the syllabus, with yep. regards to how we teach, 
um, what we say. Um, my, my dance teacher training at Exeter, where yeah. it's my, my secondary uh, PGCE, yeah. um, that's coming to play a lot because looking at the pedagogy of teaching um, and, and how that comes into Ciroc as well. How can we make this easier for people to learn? How can we make this more entertaining for people? Um, so more recently now I've taken on more of a management role within Ciroc. I think that, that, that those, two, those two sides have, have crossed a little bit more. So when you look at it from a pedagogical point of view, your experience at Exeter has helped you break down a syllabus to enable it to be more accessible? Hugely, yeah, absolutely. Um, but from from a lot of different angles, from a from a, a technical teaching angle, from a syllabus angle, uh, but also from a from a, an emotional and a social angle. So so how how the role of the teacher um, can affect the role of the students, personalities, who we put on stage, uh, how we communicate, positive reinforcement as opposed to negative reinforcement. I, I, I mean. I, takes the rock out of it i think the emotional side of teaching is is, is the most powerful mm -hmm. uh, whatever subject you're doing yeah, absolutely uh, totally agree particularly yeah. in dance when mm. you're talking about movement and bodies and you're you're really tapping into people's insecurities as well when you when you teach dance yes um because your your medium is your body which is is, is a very unique thing for art you're, you're, you're not painting a picture or or singing a song you're, you're you're creating something with your own body which i think is incredibly powerful but also exceptionally vulnerable at the same time but then you're um, teaching and, people and, and, to communicate with the movement that you're giving them as well i mean it communicates absolutely. yeah what what yeah, what would your in, in in your opinion um sorry to interrupt but this i mean this is fantastic what you're saying because i mean you've stated that you know it started you off in the first place and then you went technical and then you've actually brought some of your experiences into the actual teaching um, of 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 the um, of the art form, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, based on that, what what's your most memorable dance experience? <laughs> oh my word! Um, a big question. It is it, it is a it is a huge question, um, and I think I think because of the the variety in things that I do with Ciroc it's, it's, it sounds a bit tacky but it is, it is more, more than a dance class it's a bit of a lifestyle for me because not only is it my job but it's, it's my social it's my free time as well as my working time so it's it's, it's slightly all encompassing um, I, th I think there's yeah there's two different moments there's there's kind of the intimate moment where you you kind of have a one-on-one -on -one experience with a dance partner and it can be anywhere it can be in the, the corner of a village hall uh where, where you're hosting a, a, a small afternoon tea dance but when you have that one-on-one -on -one connection mm -hmm. with that person uh, and you have that light bulb moment where it, it, what you're doing leave and follow almost becomes telepathy uh because you align with each other so much that's 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 a a euphoria that, that can't really be explained unless you are in it and feeling the connection that you have with this person so there's those like beautiful intimate moments right. um, that i love but obviously the most memorable are the big moments i mean we one of the things that we do with Ciroc is we have um conventions so we take 2000 people to a weekender and we have lessons all the way through the day and dancing all the way through the night and different DJs and different stars of music uh, and the best one of those that we do is called Medfest and that is in Spain we take 800 dancers to, to Calpe on the south coast we take over three hotels 
um, and for a week we just have morning to night dance parties um, on the beach, by the sea, by the pool, with cocktails. Um, and one of the things that we do, shout out to one of my teachers, Charlie Brownlee, um, is we do something called, well, you, you've heard of flash mob before, but we do yes. a Ciroc flash mob on the beach. Oh, how brilliant. Um, with, with, with 800 dancers all dancing the same routine that they've actually <laughs> learned across the week. Wow. Um, just to the, the, the bewildered faces of the uh, the local Spaniards who are sat in the restaurants watching, thinking, what the hell is going on? Uh, but yeah, so in contrast to that intimacy that you can have with your partner, that group, almost army mentality of many people moving together at the same time, having learned the same sequences is, is again, a, such a euphoric feeling of celebration. Absolutely. I mean, I can understand when you've got that many people trying to do the same choreography at the same time, that must take a huge amount of work. I mean, to achieve something like this, okay, I mean, do you ever come across any, um, any people who find it quite difficult but they need to take a little bit longer but they're very enthusiastic how how do you overcome a situation like that um yeah i, I mean that, obviously that happens uh, and i think it's always it's a lot of that is down to the individual and how and how they react to to, to making error and getting things wrong mm-hmm. but we um but we, we as teachers we take about uh, 15 teachers on this event so it, that people are very well looked after and yeah you see that you see them at, i don't know by the pool everyone's having their their lunch or their afternoon cocktail and there'll be a couple in the corner with the teacher going going over the, the steps again and, and just building their confidence with it and we have online material so they can learn them at any time that they want and then when it gets to the performance day yeah there's mistakes happening left right and center i mean i think i've messed it up quite a oh, number man. of occasions i think anybody when, uh, who says they've never made a mistake is lying absolutely <laughs> Anxiety picks up. But the yeah. most important thing that happens is, is is when you mess it up, you laugh it off because exactly. we're not we're not we're not a strict dance company. We're not the Royal Ballet. Um, we're not looking for technical perfection. We're looking at um, mass camaraderie, and 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 if that comes with making mistakes and having a giggle about it, so be it. Exactly, exactly. Because it sounds so accessible. What what you're doing? Do you have a YouTube channel to show some of the work that you've done? Because it looks and sounds absolutely fantastic on your side. I just wanted to know if any listeners could go somewhere and, and see some of the work that you've done. Yeah, of course. I, I don't actually have a personal YouTube channel myself, uh, but we have um, a, a, a company YouTube channel, so it's Ciroc Official, um, and Ciroc is spelled C-E-R-O-C, um, and we've got a few videos up, up on there, um, particularly of, of some of our bigger events as well, like the Weekenders and the Medfest holiday that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, I mean, there's a couple of videos on the homepage of our website, which is uh, which are quite cool as well, so that's Ciroc.com, C-E-R-O-C.com. Uh, and there's two videos on the homepage there, um, again featuring some of our smaller classes, some of our bigger events, uh, and some some of our members talking about how and why they love it. That's fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of information out there. Then, as you said, but what I'd also like to do is because you 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 came from humble beginnings in regards to you started off with Ciroc and then you got really technical and then you know you got your PGC your qualified teacher and you're able to break everything down what advice would you give to any young dancers or professional dancers out there on um on the work that they can do on their training um I, wow that's a that's a powerful question um i think with regards to with regards to your training 
don't try and pigeonhole yourself too much i think would be would be my best kind of advice i, rem- I remember when i when i was going through the, my process of, of training at college and university i put a great deal of pressure on myself trying to isolate exactly what it was that i wanted to do do i want to perform in this company do i want to teach for that company do i want to specialize in this style um and obviously you've got you've got to pursue what what, what brings you joy um but don't try and categorize it too much i, I never ever thought that i would end up with a company like Ciroc, um when i when i was in my training it, it just it just wasn't even on my radar even though i was teaching for them i, I just never knew it it would be my my long-term job mm-hmm. but because i just kept doing what i loved and kept embracing what i loved with my art which was dancing in all of its different facets mm-hmm. um it the, the job kind of came to me as opposed to me working my way to the job because you just you you learn so much about yourself you learn so much about your motivations and your passions um and anyone who's in training end up in the job that you love not the job that you think you should love um so keep keep your horizons broad keep doing what makes you passionate and whatever it is that's right for you will will fall on your lap well this is absolutely fantastic so tim i just want to take a minute just to say thank you very much for taking part in this podcast and you've come out with some really interesting points for people who wish to get involved in dance and also you know you've 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 demonstrated how much of an accessible um teacher you are and how um and how you break things down so that anybody can try and take part in this art form so yeah i just want to say you know thanks a lot you know for the work Uh, thank you you, man it's been an absolute pleasure it really has oh it's, it's it's great well look i mean as I say, this is not going to be the final one, and um, I'll give you contact again, and then we can we can have another interview, and we can go delve deeper into into um, into your technical side of dance and your creativity. Okay, that'd be awesome. Look yeah, forward excellent. to it. All right, then, Tim. <laughs> well, you take care and have a good day. Yeah. Same to you, man. Thanks ever so much. Okay. Bye bye for now. So, what a great guy. You heard it. Sounds accessible. So much fun. If you ever get a chance to try one of Tim's classes in Ciroc, take some of your friends, take your partner, have a giggle, treading on each other's feet. <laughs> I know I did when I first started. That's all part of the fun, part of the experience. It's all good. So, if you want to have a chat to me or Tim, go onto the Facebook page, Backstage Dance, and leave a message or catch us in the chat. So, this is your host, Junie Jones, signing off. Till the next cast, hopefully. See you in the chat.